This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Jamel Herring. He's back for a second time. Jamel, how's it going? Everything's good, bro. Can't complain, man. Just, just happy to see another day. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, all right, you, you recently came out of retirement. So, I guess, like, tell me how, how this all came about. Did When you first retired, did you think you were going to come back? Did you not think you were going to come back? No, I, I didn't think I was going to come back at first. I, I, was, I was just going to be um, fine just commentating and management. But it was more the um it was more the commentating side that, that that brought me back because when you're sitting up close watching every every big fight whatever, you know you you get that itch. Yeah. So then, like, all right. So like, give me like a couple months. Like, when did this all start? Like, when did you start training? And then, um, I always I, I always stayed in the gym because I was still I still got, I still I would still go to the gym to check up on like the kids and see how everyone's doing um in the local area. But um, so I I think but it wasn't prior until like maybe like. Um, this past spring that I started like really, you know, getting serious about everything. Yeah. And then just going into it, uh, what were, what were your expectations? And even just like, I know you always make weight easy because I see, I see you doing it, but like, what was that like just going through the whole, uh, training camp again? Uh, it, it was, it was a little, it was actually a little rough the first a week, week and a half or so, you know what I mean? Cause getting back cause I haven't been in a camp environment in like 18 months up to that point. Or so, close to two years of me. So um, it was it, it was rough. It was definitely rough. It was definitely rough. It definitely um, it made me question myself at times too. Like I ain't know if my body can um can go through it. But after you know, after I realized again, I was in I trained in Las Vegas and it was um it was at high elevation again. So um you know I had to adjust to that, and then I had to get the um with the new chemistry of my trainer uh, Wayne McCullough. So we had to we had to, we had to get through that as well. But um, once 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 like those you know those two weeks went by, everything just started flowing, and it just it just it just became second nature again. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, you came back. You got you got the first round TKO. Did you did you think you were gonna get that, or did it just come? No, we I actually Wayne Wayne was actually calling for um he actually was predicting the whole entire camp honestly a second round, which. <laughs> Which is still funny because um again like for me I, I thought like the first round was gonna be more more of like a fill out round so I can get the ring rust off because it's been a while since I fought Jermaine, but um I mean it just like I said you see it just came it came quick and was sharp. Yeah, yeah. What did what did it mean to you to fight in New York and be the the main event? Oh, uh, it, it was good to fight at home. Um, shout out to Lou DiBello. Lou's always been a good friend throughout the years. So so Lou definitely um. You know, Lou, Lou was definitely trying to make the most of the, the return and especially do it, do it in, in a special event. So I, I was happy. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, it was cool. I was there. Uh, I like the setup, too, even though I even though it was a small venue, like it was cool to right. be at the top and like uh, it's like a different view than like a arena. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely it was definitely on um, like an old club shoot or club show type vibe feeling that, uh, that Lou had did. But it, it, was, it was definitely good. It was a good night. Um, like I said, you yourself and everyone else out there, you know, was just showing, just showing love. So I, I was happy. I was happy with the, with the turnout. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then this, this past weekend, um, uh, Lamont Roach, who you already beat before won, uh, the world title, the WBA at one thirty. So is that someone you would want to have a rematch with? Um, yeah, first congrats, um, congrats to Lamont Roach and his team. Um, I know, I know, like, again, it's been four years since his last title shot, which was, which was against me. 
till till recently. So shout out to Lamont. But um, of course, um, we, we I know he's he's mentioned it before, um, on, on a, another podcast about potentially running it back since I'm the only one to um to beat him, whatever. But again, right now it's his moment, and uh, of course he's he's going to look at the um you know look at the other champions which I respect. But again. There's, there's at least a storyline behind that, behind, you know, if we do run it back and fight again, there is a storyline behind it. But, yeah, I definitely would like to fight Lamont if that, if that fight presents itself in the, in the future. Yeah, for sure. Is there anyone else? Uh, like, what are you looking to do next? Are you trying to get a title fight right away, or are you trying to, like, get another fight? I'm just trying to get a, I'm just trying to get, get, get a, um, a big fight in general. You know what I mean? Um, the Nick Molina fight, again, it ended, it ended too short. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm like I said again. I can't complain. I mean, we don't get paid overtime as fighters, but like they again, um, that fight was mainly meant in my, you know, for, in my mindset, just to get the ring rust off. And I really think, obviously, didn't have to do much. But again, um, I think, I think moving forward, you know, I, I would like to fight guys like I said again, like Joe Cardina, who's a, another world champion, um, overseas. Um, I've been, I've been vouching to, you know, to get guys like Josh Warrington. And um, Lee Wood, if even if even fighting those guys over there in their own backyards, because again, it's big fights. I know, I know those two individuals are moving up to the dream lightweight division, where I'm at, where I'm at, and campaigning at. So I mean, why not? But then again, there's also big fights on on, on this side of the um, you know, this side of the hemisphere as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I gotta ask you. I know you're big on Twitter, so I know you're. Well, it's called X now, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, I still call it. Twitter. <laughs> Would you would you ever fight some type of influencer? Nah, I think I, I think I, I will only fight an influencer. And then if I'm being honest, if I'm completely done with my own with my own career, you know what I mean. I'm just want to do exhibitions and stuff like that, like like you see with Floyd today. But I mean, I don't. I ask that I don't really. I don't, I don't really look into it because I I don't really have these any guys interest. are these guys are calling out real boxers now. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not knocking. I mean, that's on. I mean, that's 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 what they want to do. They could do what they want to do, but it's a different animal when you get in there with, like you said, with real boxers. So that that's what they want to do, and they want to, you know, saying and and both sides are making millions. I'm not against it. You know, I'm not against it. I'm not gonna knock it. It's it, it it's good for media attention. You know, it's good. It's good for it's good for like again them being influencers with their you know the, their platforms. It's, it's good for their platform. So I'm not knocking it. But it, again, I just never gave it any thought of myself. Because for the most part, you see guys like on the superstar level, even in terms of like on a boxing realm, that usually they get their names called up for you know saying these type of fights for influencers. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like. Uh... It's just like a weird thing because obviously I respect the guys that get in, even if they're influencers, or whatever. Because you know, still you got you're still going to take punches and stuff. But it's like, right at the end of the day, like I work with some too, and it's like at the end of the day, like I know there's levels too. So like, put on your analytics hat and tell me like, like can you just? I know you've seen some of the stuff on Twitter. Like, can you just tell me like what the differences are in terms of in terms of what? Just like you see the influencers boxing versus like a pro boxer. I mean, I think I think most for the most part, um, I will give credit to influencers because they, they they like they bring their audience and their crowd and their crowds now get familiar with certain fighters out there, you know what I mean? Which also can probably bring in more casual fan base to the particular fighters that are, that are being called out by influencers. Because honestly, like I said, the hurt what hurts with boxing, professional boxing at times is that you may see hardcore fight, you know, fight fans. They may see they own they own their favorite fighter. 
throughout the year, once or twice a year. But in terms of influ influencers, they're out there in the public eye all year around. You know what I mean? So so they they definitely bring in a, a great deal of um an audience. You know, as I, said, I mean, for, I mean, regardless of what people saying about how much the pay per view costs with um with with um Tommy Fury's last last fight in KSI, you know, it did it did good numbers because those guys brought their casual the fan base bought that the casual fans bought that you know and at times. We as professional boxers, sometimes we knock the casual fan base at times. At times, sometimes we may we, we may need it. Well, we do need the casual fans to, to tune in every now and then because they, you know, so they still bring their wallets. And then, you know, so they bring in, they still bring in money. So why not? You know, so again, um, influencers definitely bring in a different um, a different audience. But they 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 come and they pay to see the event. Yeah, even like you started your career till now like how much has that changed even just like social media wise because I, I like probably at the beginning it wasn't even like that crazy and now it's like no, it's you know. crazy it's like, i want to say the old guy in the game but it's like it's like, it's like when i started like you gotta think about it, just look at just look at today's um with 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 um streaming streaming for example you know back in at the 2012 olympic games you know you were lucky to be on a just on a on a big card you know let alone let alone trying to get it somebody having been showcased whatever and getting TV time, but now it's like now you see with with streaming, you'll see the very first fight of the night. You know, say now getting exposure with like the the zone and ESPN Plus platforms and so on. So you get so you get to now you today's world you get you, you get to basically um a certain individual or fighter that you want to follow from his first fight all the way up to the stages that he makes his um you know his first a chance at a world title you know back then it was more um you know more word of mouth i mean yeah you had your, you had the media of course you had the outlets you know um like boxing scene ring magazine and but this, but she wasn't being seen like that it was mainly like you had to you still had to read about it or you had to baby hopefully have somebody record your fights and you know what I'm saying and, and put them out there for the, um like streamers like like platforms like youtube or facebook but now it was like you get to tune in. Oh, um, such such is fighting. Is he making his pro debut? Oh, you get to see it today on the zone or, you know, pro box, you know, they got the huge, you know, pro box is doing a thing with YouTube and, and so on. So I seem like with today's boxing world, I would say there's a lot more attention now on the, um, the prospects of the game as well as the contenders and world champions. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, I think it's almost rare, at least in the U S to not have any sort of stream. Like even if it's on Facebook live, like, Right, exactly. Yeah, now, yeah. Now it's rare. Like, like even from the smallest, the smallest club cards, with the smallest promoters, you know, they'll they'll find some way to stream it and get it out there to, to you know, to fight TV or whatever they want to, you know, use and so or like I said, a, a, a website link. But like again, just streaming is pretty much everywhere, and I, I, I like it because, like I said, again, I sometimes I've been at, at, at concerts. But I'm sitting at my phone. I'm like, let me make sure I don't want to miss this this particular fight before the main event starts later on tonight. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get into the the business side of Jamel Herring. So, <clears throat> tell me right. about like how I know you started commentating, but like tell me about how it, how it became. I don't know, like a like a full full on gig. Yeah, you know what it was. I think it was like back in like 2016. I started seeing like when I was with PBC, I started seeing they was doing um, a lot on fighters to commentate. You know, like Caleb Plant and others. And one week, this one would change. We're commentating it, so. I was just like, man, I, I really want, I really want to give that a go, you know. So, so I, I've been like picking at it and like trying to get into it. And I, but at the time, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I wasn't picked um, during my time at PBC. 
And but I seen at the time my um, my trainer um, Brian Bo McIntyre he was doing commentating with, with Christina Poncha for ESPN Plus or whatever at the time, and I was like, man, I, I wanted to give that a try, and, and, and he kind of helped me get my foot in the door to give commentating, you know, saying commentating a, a, a go. And from there, I just picked. I, I, I mean, for me, I love it. It's it's it's, it's um, it's, it's it seems natural for me to do. It's um, I, it's, it's not an easy job, but again, when you have the right partner. And the chemistry, it just makes a lot. It makes a lot of fun. Yeah, no, for sure. And didn't um, did you didn't you go um, you went overseas some somewhere recently, right? Or no? Or was it? Or did you guys do it remote? Oh no, I did remote. Uh, most remote. We do Japanese cars. They they usually remote. Like I'm doing, I'm doing next month from a um, a Japanese car around Christmas time, and um, that's gonna be in. But I'll be in Vegas from the studio. How is how is that how is that like versus being That's actually hard, man. That's actually hard because you have no you have no crowd, no atmosphere to keep you and you got it and think about it, you gotta look at the time difference. Like we'll be up to like five in the morning in while you know on on the West Coast time and, and it's like we, we've been in there since like eleven PM. So you gotta keep that energy up from the first fight to the last fight. And you and you gotta act as 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 if you're you're in a live, you know, event. Yeah, that that that's crazy. I don't know. I'd be drinking. I'd that's be drinking like five yeah, Red Bulls. That's that's that's, that's And we coffee everything. I'm not even a big coffee drinker, but y'all see me with a cup <laughs> for those fights, man. But I mean, it's the, it helps me get the experience. I I like I said, I, I take those cards and to do them because I want to continue getting the experience and bettering my own craft as a commentator. Yeah, actually, you know what's crazy? I just thought about it. I obviously I had you on the podcast like a long time ago when I first started it. But I also did like the when it was COVID, like the IG lives. But so actually, so technically on this podcast, I never got to ask you afterwards. Like, so what did it feel like to become a world champion? Oh man, I mean that's good, greatest feeling in the world, greatest feeling in the world. But it's crazy. Like it was cool the first week, I would say. But then when you start looking back, you like when you start okay getting back to business, it's like I'm a world champion, but I'm not number one in my division. You know, I'm not the not considered the best in my division. So there's always something for like something for me to to continue working and or climbing for. Like that's why I was going so hard trying to get a unification matchup. And now, like with now, like, the goal is to be you know a two time world champion. But again, after that, it's still going to be wanting to be the number one guy in in, in the division. You know what I mean? Or the the, the best, the best of the, of the best. So. For me, again, it's great. It's a great. It's a great feather in the cap, of course, because everyone can be a world champion. But at the same time, when you do get there, it's like, okay, what's next? What can I? What can I do to continue bettering myself? Yeah, I don't think I ever told you this too. So I remember watching the fight. I was watching it by myself. I never watched the fights with anyone. I watched them by myself. So I was watching it by my. I was watching it by myself. And like mid fight, this is the world title fight. Mid fight, my boy texts me. He's like. Yo, I put 500 on Jamel. I was like, bro, why do you got to tell? Like, I don't want to know that stuff. So then he was all pumped. He's like, yo, that was like one of his biggest wins ever, betting-wise. Good. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. But, yeah, man, it was a good, like I said, because the story behind it was, it was just a good story. Oh, he's a Marine. Well, oh, he's a Marine fighting for world title. But that was it. It was nothing. There was nothing planned for me after that. It was nothing like. Well, what does he do now with that world title? We're just like, oh, well, at least he got the shot, and that was it. But I just want, I like again, I rewrite my own story. So even now, with me coming back, um, people wasn't expecting me to come back and come out like like, like that from what you've seen up close and you know in person on that that night. But again, um, 
they go, they're just going to show you my uh, determination. Like up, up to that point, I fought three undefeated fighters, you know, back to back. Shakur, Jermaine at the time was undefeated. Then you know, Nick Molina was undefeated. So that just goes to show you just the type of fight the person I am. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying Nick Molina was like the best of the best or a world beater, but at the same time, he was a kid who didn't know how to lose. And um, for the most part, you see guys, you see guys all the time when they when they return after long layoffs. What do they do? They fight guys with like with losing records, you know what I mean? Guy, you know, same records. And it's, and it's like, yo, these guys been knocked out every time he stepped in the ring, type thing. And I was like, I couldn't do that. No one, because no one, no, nobody would believe that I was serious if I did if I came back and footed an opponent like that. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely that makes sense. And even um, <clears throat> I think it was coming off your your second loss. Like I, be- I believe that's when right. you signed top, top rank, and I don't think they, I don't know if everyone believed what you believe too and you like even you were a huge underdog in the uh the world title fight um, oh yeah of course, of course. and then you, and then you kept on even lamont roach I, I don't know if you were an underdog but i believe a lot of people were saying lamont was gonna win yeah i mean because he, he was 10 years younger and everything like that and so, i mean undefeated number one contender so i i, I, can, I can understand that in terms of um you know those who bet but at the same time um didn't play it. They didn't, didn't play it that way either. You and then know, even even Carl, Carl Frampton. I I don't know. Frampton, yeah, wise, I get knocked I out. You were, I, I get knocked think out. you were an underdog on the on the betting. Yeah, I was like, yeah, of course, yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I like I I think that 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 gives me motivation. Like, I don't I don't get upset about it. I look at it and I'm like, man, I like I just laugh because I, I always go back and laugh at like the statements and the stories and the comments. When they was like, oh, the, the, when they make their predictions, I was I supposed to I supposed to beat Frampton, maybe the best. The best I got was maybe by a split decision, maybe that that was the best I got. But it was nobody. Everything else I was supposed to get lose by unanimous decision, um, um, mid. You know what I'm saying? Mid. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Or or I was supposed to get knocked out, and none of that happened. Yeah, that was, that that one was crazy. I like that fight. That was a good that was a good fight. Uh, what what was that like to just be in Dubai too? I was kind of upset. I mean, the bar is great. Don't get me wrong. The country is great. The country is beautiful. Um, when you go out to do some sightseeing, I, I didn't do much because I was so focused on the fight. But I did do a little sightseeing. And the country, the country is actually fun. Um, people are really, people are really nice there and everything. But I was more upset in terms of um, supposed to fight Frampton in Belfast in a football arena. So you can understand why. You know what I mean? I like, I wanted, I wanted to have that big spectacle moment. But of course, COVID hit. So everything was getting shot, shot, you know, saying shut down. Then um, we supposed to fight also then to London, but then the, the UK had shut down things. So we asked, we had to go do that. We had to go, you know, saying handle business in, in Dubai. But again, for the most part, um, the event wasn't what I wanted, but the um, the victory was, was was more important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that going back to the influencer stuff, and that's why that's working because of the UK fan base. Because in the US, that shit doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. No. They had events here, and they. I, mean, they, I, they, I, like, I, love, I love my fans. I love my fans out here in the U.S., but it's just a different. It's just a different. It's a different animal, especially like when we, as Americans, we have so many other high-level sports over boxing. I get it, you know. Just like in the U.K., boxing is big. You know, boxing and and, and um, football, soccer, or whatever. You know, is big over there. But you know what I mean. But again, like those, it, boxing is, is isn't on the, the top five of the list in, in the U.S. You know, when you got the NFL, NBA, baseball season, and so on. So 
it, it, uh, again, I, I don't knock it. I, know I, I appreciate the Americans that do follow the sport, but it's not as big over here as it is over there. Yeah, for sure. Um, now going back to business, Jamel, uh, you're a manager yeah. as well. You're the manager as well. So tell me how you got into that. You know, um, me and my, me and my partner, Jerry Casares, who, who you've seen was at the fighters as well. Everybody calls him JC at wildcard King on Twitter and Instagram. When y'all follow him around, but, um, we just wanted to do something different in terms of helping the fighters. And cause we, we, it's, you know, there's, I get it. Boxing is a business first professional boxing, but I see a lot, of, I see a lot of fighters over time, you know, that they've been taking advantage of and they put it in the wrong deals and the wrong fights. So when I got, in, when I got involved in it, I just wanted to just basically be more of a guidance for fighters to get their door, to get their foot through the door. And then they go from there, you know what I'm saying? In terms of their own pathway without, without, so much of heavy influence from the guys in the back, you know, you know, for the most part, we like to listen to our fighters, but we like to hear what they want to do with what their, what their goals are, what direction do they want to go. And we try to, you know, everyone stays on the same page. Now we'll all, we'll, I mean, again, we'll, we'll put our, we'll put our two cents in if it doesn't look like it's not the best move. And, but again, we try to put them in, in a better position to, to where they have, um, they, they, they do find more success. I mean, again, I put Makaya Krebs on my last card. Um, that that benefited out just from me returning, you know what I'm saying, with her. And, and I wanted to get more media attention on Makaya. I believe Makaya should be fighting for world title soon. Michael Gamble, Michael Gamble, we just got him signed with Pro Box, you know, doing business with them. Um, Misa Lopez, we had, we did business with Top Rank in terms of putting him on a Top Rank card, and he beat a Top Rank fighter. And you know, we were trying to, now we want to work with fighters in Canada, overseas, and so on, you know, because again, I don't want to be that guy, because you see it, bro. Like a lot of managers, they just they just stay with that one banner. Like you have that one, you have that, that one manager that's over here with just PBC, or the one guy that just stayed to do business with Golden Boy or Top Rick, and so on and so on. No, I, I want to be where. I want to help fighters as much as possible. So if, if I feel like it's a better fit elsewhere over here or there, you know, I'm just going to just go do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That make I mean, all that makes sense. Um, I think that's, what's going to change too, even in terms of uh, just seeing like, cause I work with, you know, other athletes, not in boxing and MMA. Right. It's just like, it's just like fun. Like it's not even real life compared to that. It's just like, the- yeah, I mean, cause, cause look at it, bro. It's like what you said earlier with the streaming, like it's, it's so much, it's so much streaming going on. Like, now it's not where like you had to try to get your fighter over here on because they on this promoter only have the, the 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 eyes and the cameras and the, you know in the platform. Like again, Pro Box is a great platform and it's on you can you can watch the fights for free on YouTube, and but you can see you can still see good competitive fights because they, they make they make fights where the fights are pretty, pretty much evenly matched up. So it's good. Like I, I like what they're doing over there, and um again. It, um, even with the zones is now open. They're trying to get more content for boxing. Like you, like you say again, we may not always like it, but again, we see like the misfits. That, but it, it's drawing in attention. Um, I know OTX was doing a little thing. Um, you know, saying to see how that goes with them, and and it drew in some good fights over there as well. So now we live in a world where like basically every platform is is, is showcasing boxing to a certain degree. So you can't, you know, there's no more of the days of um, everyone's overhead HBO or oh, this size overhead Showtime, and that's really it. No, now you got, you just, like again, it's in the palm of your hand in terms of in terms of media attention. That why not get my fighters on 
as much eyes as, as I possibly can and then to, to build them up and, and we'll see where we go from there in terms of the bigger fights, whatever. But again, um, boxing is changing. So it's like, you got to change with the times. You know, you can't be, you can't be that old school mentality thinking, oh, we're going to just do it this. No, things are changing. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny too, because like, you know, how like Amazon Prime did the deal with the NFL like two years ago. And everyone was like, oh, I'm not watching Amazon Prime, blah, blah, blah. And now everyone's like, Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime. And now it's like boxing might go there, so it's lit. And then if Netflix yeah, yeah, goes to yeah, boxing, that'd be crazy. I mean, think about it. I mean, think about it. I mean, people was complaining about the zone for a while. I mean, but people forget though, like ESPN is big over here, of course. Yes, it is. It's very big over here. I mean, it's probably our number one go-to for sports, period, in the States. People forget though that the, the zone is is a is a global, it's a global streaming service, you know what I mean? So it's not just it's not just a thing in the U.S. It's big over in Europe as well and other countries. So you gotta look, you gotta, you gotta look at the, you can't you can't be closed minded anymore. You know you can't be looking at because you've seen it. Oh, I'm not watching boxing on on an app now. Everything everything's on the app. Everything's on the app. Like I mean, even your Showtime and HBO have have, have an app. Like everything's on the app. Like you can't you can't be closed minded and thinking oh, cause it's a, like what what, what 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 difference does it make if you can still pick your pick some pick up. Pick your phone or whatever and, and watch it. Like, what difference does it make? What's it on? It's it's so funny too. I was cleaning I was cleaning out my room yesterday and I found like a box of old DVDs and I was just like, yo, this is crazy. Like, it wasn't that long ago that people. Used it wasn't to that long ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. As I'm saying, it wasn't that long. I was like, yo, I want you to throw all this out. <laughs> Listen, one last thing. You one last thing you ever heard of anybody saying, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna go buy that new movie on Blu-ray disc. And it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago either. Like that's that, that, but that's what I mean. Every time the times change, like, like technology, like today, I think they say technology is moving at a faster rate than what we we expected to at times. But it's like, what can you do? I mean, not everything is going towards AI technology and things like that. Like for me, I keep I keep up with the times. Like I don't I don't do that. I don't be close minded because then you see those same individuals that that sit there and said, "I'm not watching a fight on the app." And like you said, now everyone's like, "Oh, Amazon Prime, I man, if PVC goes there, it's going just going to do great." You just not. ESPN plus in, in the zone for years, but now that's why I, that's why I, I don't I let it be, man. Like I said, if I can if I can watch it still by just clicking a remote or with or picking up my phone, why would I complain about what the hell is streaming it? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's crazy, but overall, like overall, bo- boxing's like healthy in my opinion. Like it's crazy, right? Like yeah. I think it's like a, all the, it's a great year for boxing. Yeah, a million good fights. Like every, I feel like every weekend there's a big fight. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, or, or something building towards a a, a big uh, um, matchup afterwards, whatever. But yeah, I mean, twenty twenty three has been a great year for boxing. I mean, you got you got you, you got Tank and Ryan, you got um, Bud and Arrow finally. Um, we just like again, David Benavidez just put on a great performance. Canelo came back and put on a good. So I mean, you can't really complain about boxing um, this this year. So like um, like we got Loma Haney now. We're getting um, Haney Haney Regis. So. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad with this year how boxing look. I don't care. Like I'm not gonna argue about certain how certain fights turned out, whatever. But at the same time, we got the fights that we've been looking forward to, looking towards to. Yeah, no, definitely. <clears throat> Going off of that, uh, let's do some predictions. Who do you, who do you think's gonna win versus Regis and Devin? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, obviously, you gotta lean. You got you wanna lean with Regis. I mean, with Devin. I mean, because him being the um. Um, I would say the more accomplished, even though Regis has done a lot, you probably gotta say um Devin is more on um, paper, the more accomplished. 
uh, and you know he he's the more he's the more sound boxer. But again, um, 140, 140 division is 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 dangerous. Um, they could Regis still considered one of the best. Um, a lot of people don't know this about around this is probably around 2010 when I first met him. I was actually sparred him and Errol Spence the same day, and I will I will personally say that. Regis' punches is different, man. And him and Errol at the time, they were fighting in the same weight class. They were fighting at 152 pounds as amateurs. But um, Errol is strong too. But don't get me wrong. But Regis, Regis has like that. It just that that hits that punch that just has that shock value to it. Like every like it just it just it's just hard. Like it's solid. He has a solid. But then, and that, and that was when he was fighting at 152 pounds. Now he's fighting as a, as a 140 pounder, carrying that same punch. So it was different. I mean, like I said again. He had a he had a hard fight with Josh Taylor, but you see when he did to Josh Taylor's eye, you know what I mean? His face in that fight, and and, and his fight was Cepeda. So like you know he Cepeda was holding his own, but like once Regis finally gets to you and breaks you down, it's a, it's a tough fight. So that's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one though. <clears throat> Have you ever sparred uh, Devin? I was supposed to spar Devin in my last camp, um, but um, we never we could never we could never get the timing down. And plus, when, when I was basically about to finish up camp. He was starting up camp, meaning that um he was doing all the promotion when he was arguing with the um the strength coach and everything. It was around that time we, we put a spar that week, but he had to go do um he had to go promote the fight out in California, so we never got to do it. And by the time he came back, I was just I was literally in my last week of sparring, so I had finished that up and I had to, and I went to New York afterwards. Gotcha. And then December twenty third, uh, there's like I don't know, like six or five or six heavyweight fights, but Anthony Joshua versus Otto Wallen and. Deontay Wilder versus uh, Joseph Parker. Who who you got in those two matchups? I'm going with the A side with that card, man. We and we and we know what that's building up to. But you got. I'm looking even when I look at the um the um the um the Miller fight, the big baby fight. You know what I mean? So that I want to see how he look. I'm gonna, I want to see how he looks. I really haven't got to see him since he's been back off the suspensions and everything. But um, of course, I'm going with the A sides on um, from terms of um, Wilder and um and Joshua because let's be honest, we still want to see. Even though even though they're not the world champions though, we still will. I'm pretty. It's still we still like would like to see that fight. Of course, you know that they they're fighting in Saudi Arabia now. You know they're gonna go right back for that fight. So that's gonna be like a big um, like um a, a big event, just like Tyson Fury's last event or something or something, or something similar to the to the moment. So I'm going with those two guys with the, for on, on that night. So all right, so Wilder or Joshua when they fight, I gotta pick Wilder, and I only say this because. At times you don't know where, where um Joshua's mindset is at. If he still has that hunger, that dog. It seems like at times he just goes through the motions. You know what I mean? I mean he's still a good fighter in his own right, but it's like again, boxing is more mental than physical. Yeah, definitely. Um December twenty sixth, is that the fight you're covering in a way? Yeah, of course, of course. The monster, the monster. Who do you who do you got in that fight? The, mon- I, the monster. I mean it's hard to pick against him. It's hard to pick against him. Man. I mean, sir, I mean, this guy, this guy, this guy is um, you know, oozing with greatness. Like he and he's he's still trying to achieve more. He's trying to be undisputed in two weight classes, just like my man Terrence Crawford. So you gotta, I mean, again, I'm I'm gonna cover it the way I see it. But uh, like I said, if I had to put money on it, it's definitely got to be uh, in a way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's another cool place too. Uh, <clears throat> just the atmosphere in Japan when they fight. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They, they they love the they love their athletes. I mean, over there, boxers uh, at that level instead of rock stars. Yeah, no, definitely. <clears throat> All right, well, I got a few fun questions, and I'll let you go. Um, after becoming world champion, like, what was the 
What was like a big purchase you made? Um, a big purchase that I made on it. Oh, for me was my um 2019 Dodge Challenger um Hellcat Red Eye. You, <laughs> you bought your house before that, that right? No, I no Jen. She, Jen Jen is very particular with her house, and so it, and I get it. Whatever we pick, whatever she knows at, at, at the time, she, it's something that we want to stay in for years to come. So we didn't, we didn't, we we were still like house searching, but um, that came that actually came around the pandemic, and that's probably my greatest. Right my before greatest it. Purchase. Yeah, yeah, oh, right, good, yeah. Good. That's my my greatest purchase. That's you would have been you would have been tight if you did it after. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the market right now it shot up. This shot, like the houses where I'm at now is worth like over over um over seven, like seven figures now where I'm at. It's crazy. Like and I and I got mine for like six, but uh, again, like now like this prices right now are ridiculous in the in the, in the market with with housing. Yeah, a bunch of the New Yorkers moved to Connecticut where I'm at, and then just everything. I don't blame you. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same anymore. Even, even I mean, the pandemic alone showcased that. It, like, it was crazy. You know, people couldn't work. So who who's keeping up with the rent out there in New York and, and, and so on? Sure. Um, what What's your first memory of uh, me, like, reaching out to you or interacting? Because I don't remember, but I want to know what. I used to always see a logo. I used to always see a logo around. I'm like, yo, who is, what, and I, and I, and I, and I watch everything. But I'm like, if I see something, a lot and from like different like you know from like different fighters or athletes i'm like okay this 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 this, this pg sports is definitely picking up track it's picking up but like we i remember we we, just, we clicked though we like quickly like it, it like even now like when you hit me up like hey bro what's up like let's do it like so like um it was it's always been good even now you see even i'm in camp i still wear the gear you know what i mean i'll be like oh i got and i, and I just give my papa you know my, my appreciation and I, and I tag you in it and, and, and the brand so um yeah i, I love seeing it I, I actually love still seeing it on other athletes because you know we you and i both know we do things with um with conti boxing and her and her and her you know saying uniform attire and i love seeing okay and i look at his ideas I'm like, okay i see okay paul he's over here because he got the pg to see the logo on this on this on this guy's trunk so this so yeah, I mean that's always my thing. Like and again, and people when people ask me about you, I'll be like, yeah, hit him up. He's a good dude. He looks out for the fighters. You know what I mean? So that's just, but that's just me. You know what I mean? I've never been, I've never been a guy that I forgot, I forgot who like who was down with me or or, or around my on my journey or who's still with me on my journey. So yes, yeah, that that's my first memories of it. Like I just remember seeing it everywhere. Like no, that's dope. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it was cool to actually like meet actually well meet you in person for the first time and and your family that's crazy it's like we've been on each other for years and it was like that's the crazy part about it. i'm like man it's the first time if it don't but it didn't seem like it it was natural you know what i mean it didn't seem like it i'm like yeah that was like yeah that's that was crazy though people people yeah. y'all watching and that, it's like, a, like that happens to me all the time too like uh but <clears throat> yours was kind of different no actually because we were at the Shakur fight you were working though i was trying to link up with you but you were yeah. working so yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> but yeah We've been in the same place at the same time, but not 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 in the same room. But yeah, you know I, met, I, mean? uh, I met your all your family too. I ran into your mom too. I don't know if she told you that was cool. Yeah, so that was cool to just meet your whole family and super That's welcoming. Cool. And it, yeah, like it felt like I I met you guys a million times. So oh no, yeah, like 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 honestly, like the last fight really felt like a homecoming because like I said, I, I, I had like friends I grew up with that I haven't seen in years. I mean, you was there then. It seemed like it seemed like more. That was more like a real, true homecoming. So that that's what made the um the, the event special for me. 
for sure. All right, Jamel, where I appreciate it uh, again. And could you let the the follow the listeners uh, know where to follow you at? Um, it's the same at Jamel Herring on Instagram, Twitter. As you know, bro, I I I, I click with everybody. You know what I mean? I see all the craziness, and I chime in on Twitter as well. But yeah, man, just, just anybody who wants to reach out to me at Jamel Herring, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the same.